You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 140. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Guess what, everyone? Social media and unhealthy processed foods are like twins. (laughs) Or better yet, maybe I should say they are like two peas in a pod. I recently realized that there are nine correlations between social media, unhealthy foods, and what they are both doing to your waistline and potentially your health. And I'm going to tell you all about it so hopefully you can fix a few of these things before they wreak havoc on your body, all after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. This week's Eagle Eye on Health has to do with antibiotics in fast food burgers. Ugh. This information comes from the University of California, Berkeley, in their wellness letter. And they say when it comes to policies and practices about antibiotic use in fast food burgers, 22 out of 25 national chain restaurants fail miserably. That is so concerning. Only two chains, the Shake Shack and Burger Fee, it it could be pronounced Burger Fi, I've never heard of that one, but only those two chains got an A grade rating for serving 100% antibiotic free beef. The next best score, after an A, everyone, the next best score was a D for Wendy's, which sources just 15% of its meat from producers that have decreased their routine use of one particular antibiotic by 20%. The rest of the chains, including McDonald's and Burger King, they got an F because they don't have any meaningful policies to help reduce antibiotics used in their beef production. Antibiotics are overused in farm animals to prevent infections. And legally, before a ban went into place in 2017 as growth promoters. And this has been contributing to the growing worldwide problem of antibiotic resistance, which makes these drugs needed to fight actual human bacterial infections less effective or ineffective. Now, the 2018 report spotlights the lack of progress in the beef industry, the largest buyer of medically important antibiotics among food animal sectors in addressing antibiotic overuse, a press release from NRDC stated. So it's so sad. Don't you think? Like, I can't believe these major, major chains. I mean, I can believe it, but these major chains are failing and getting a D and all the antibiotic use in their meat. Now, the 2017 chain reaction report, which focused on chicken, was a little more encouraging, with more than half of the 25 chain restaurants verified to have good policies in place to help reduce antibiotic use in the poultry industry. So I guess if you're gonna go with something, the chicken's definitely better, but I've gotta tell you, I do not eat any fast food burgers except from a chain here in Austin, and I guess maybe throughout Texas, called P. Terry's, because they don't use hormones or antibiotics in their meat, and it says that 
on everything they have. And that's really the only reason that I'll go there because that is really important to me because you don't want all these antibiotics in your system because you ate it in a burger, right? So something to think about. You, you know, we think, oh, well, McDonald's is this thriving company and everybody's going there, but we also know that it's very unhealthy and that's one reason why. A reason that you probably hadn't even thought of. Okay, speaking of unhealthy food, <laughs> let's go back to social media and unhealthy processed foods and why they are actually so similar in these nine different ways. And sometimes I come up with these podcasts on a run or on a walk, and I'm always thinking about how I'm not happy with social media. And of course, I'm thinking about unhealthy foods and how I can help my clients and new tips and tricks and things like that. And one day I had this realization that the social media and the unhealthy food had a lot of the same impacts and were having the same results on people's health. So I thought, well, I'm going to draft this up and see like what exactly are the similarities. Now, the first one, social media and unhealthy processed foods, they both cause stress on the body, right? So too much social media for sure causes stress. We have that comparison stress, right? You open your Instagram or your Facebook and you're looking at this person and your neighbor did that and they're on this great trip and you're not. And and it creates a comparison stress. You look at this person and they're so much more fit than you are and it creates a comparison stress. We also have with social media that fear of missing out, right? You see like, oh, These people are all going to this event. Do you ever get that in your Facebook? And it's like, so-and-so is going to this event. And all of a sudden you're like, ooh, should I go to this event? I mean, she's going to this event. Oh, 2,000 people are going to this event. Maybe I should go to this event. And it creates a type of stress. I call it the fear of missing out Facebook stress. (laughs) Another one is political stress. A lot of people are going off social media because they are tired of seeing people's political views. And it does bring a certain amount of stress. I know I've talked about this with some of my friends. And when we see someone posting about politics and potentially not perhaps the political party that we you know, agree with, then all of a sudden you kind of are unsure about that other person, right? You're like, ooh, they like this person? Of course, I'm not going to say any names of who I'm talking about. Not even, not, I'm not going to call out my friends, but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not going to say I'm talking about our current president, <laughs> even though I just did. But when you see your friends are posting these political things, and usually if someone's willing to post something political, it's strong, like they have something to say. And, and that can create a stress between you and a friend that you didn't know those were their beliefs and maybe you didn't want to know because it creates a little bit of a, a pressure between you two. Social media also makes relaxing incredibly difficult. Why? Because it's creating all these little stresses, right? You don't even realize it. You're scrolling and you're tapping and you're forwarding and it's not actually relaxing. It's more of a stress thing, so relaxing becomes more difficult. And of course, we know it's incredibly addictive and it's not the addiction that you truly want. So social media really can cause a lot of stress on the body. Now, I think you already know, but too much unhealthy food and processed foods also create stress on the body. 
That includes anything that isn't natural, has preservatives, comes in boxes. Those are the kinds of things I'm talking about when I'm saying processed foods. Food in packages tends to be loaded with preservatives and unnatural ingredients. And by consuming these foods, we're feeding our minds and our bodies with nutrients that actually impair our ability to tackle stress. So it's like we're not fueling our body with the things it needs to handle stress properly. And so that really can play a very big role in someone's life. When I have a client and I see they're in a stressful time in their life, I try to reiterate that eating healthy and getting everything balanced with their nutrition is actually going to help them through their stressful time because it sort of gives you a better strength to handle it. And when you're eating terribly and you're always getting that fast food and the preservatives and the processed foods and you're trying to get through your stressful situation with all of that, it really brings you down even more and causes even more stress on your body. So really those two things, they both cause stress. When we experience stress on a daily basis, our immune, endocrine, and nervous systems are adversely affected. And in fact, stress is one of the biggest risk factors for developing chronic diseases like hypertension, which is high blood pressure, diabetes, inflammation in the body, chronic pain, and even cardiovascular conditions. So I think stress alone is a reason you've really got to limit that social media and unhealthy food. Now, reason number two, social media and eating unhealthy are a form of being lazy. Yes, it's true. Let's face it, sitting on our phones all day looking at social media has become a lazy way of life. It gives us this quick fix of immediate gratification, like how many likes did we get? And and it's really this constant stimulation, right? But it's lazy. It means we don't engage in the real world. We would rather sit around and be lazy with our social media in front of our face, scrolling, scrolling, tapping, tapping, and we're missing out on life that's like in front of us and nature and outdoors, and we are simply wasting our time on social media. It truly is making us more and more lazy. Now you might be thinking, okay, well, how is unhealthy food lazy? It is so lazy. (laughs) We grab the cookies, we grab the candy bar, we grab junk food because it's easy. It does taste good too sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I never do it, but only in the same way that social media tastes goods for just that one quick moment, right? So you look at social media, you're like, oh, my post got 100 likes, and you're like so excited. Well, that's like eating that candy bar, and you're like, oh, that's so delicious, yum, and then boom, just like that, you're brought back down (laughs) because you're gonna have that sugar crash. And just like social media does, right? You're like, oh, I got 100 likes, and then boom, you look at the next post, and your neighbor is driving their new Maserati God knows where. And so it's like you get the high, and you get the low. And you're going to be sick from all that bad food anyway. Like, it's never, it's never going to make you feel good, right? It's not giving your body the fuel that it really deserves. It's just being lazy. It takes 10 seconds, maybe five, to wash an apple, right? But yet, everybody would still rather reach for the cookies after dinner because it's just easier. They can just grab the cookie and it's ready. 
but washing the apple would take five whole seconds and that's not, they don't wanna take five whole seconds. Depending on all of these unhealthy food options as our quick fix nutrition, it's just lazy. Now, the good news is that being lazy is a really bad habit, but it's a habit and that means that it can be broken, right? if you're willing to take the steps to do so. But the first part of taking the steps to do so is recognizing you have a problem. So if you feel like you are that person who is grabbing all the bars all the time, like you're always grabbing a bar because you're on the go instead of having a meal, or you're grabbing the cookies instead of having a piece of fruit at night, or you're on social media all the time as your activity of something to do, if you're that person just recognizing it right now and saying, you know what, she's probably right. That is a little lazy. That's probably gonna help you a lot right there. Now, number three, both social media and processed unhealthy foods make us lose a true sense of reality. Honestly, a true sense of reality. Now, processed food makes real food lose its true and real taste. Did you know that? And social media gives us all a false sense of reality. I mean, that we definitely know. Now, the more processed foods and sweets we eat, the harder our taste buds seem to have to work to taste the sweetness of real food. If you routinely overindulge in sugary foods and drinks, the experts say that too much sugar will prevent your taste buds from distinguishing full flavors. And in addition to that, too much sugar actually lessens your enjoyment of eating, so they say, but it still makes you crave more and more. So even beyond your taste buds, there are so many more reasons why you should try to kick the sugar habit, which is in so much of our processed foods, including obesity and even diabetes. It's like the sugars and the artificial sweeteners are actually knocking out real flavor of real food, and it's changing a reality of our sense of taste. Now, a good way to know if you have this problem is to simply go get a few almonds. I like to do this every now and then. An almond can be so sweet, but so many of us are used to processed sweets and the intensity of these artificial flavorings that when you eat an almond, you really don't taste anything. Like you just crunch and you swallow. And But if you're really in tune with your taste buds and you don't eat a lot of processed sugars, you can get present, grab some almonds, sit, close your eyes, and taste the almond flavor, which is very sweet. But I'll tell you, it's hard to taste it if you're used to really sugary things. So give that a try. If you have kids, definitely ask them to do it too, because it's interesting for them to be really present with a real food like an almond and to see if they can taste that natural flavor. Now, social media, of course, it is definitely dulling our sense of reality. We already know that, right? We open up Instagram and we see hot women in small, tiny yoga outfits. Like that's the big thing. Um, You look at social media and everyone is happy. Everyone, because nobody's posting about their bad SHIT days. Everyone is happy. Although then, just side note, every now and then there is someone on Facebook and they do post like about their the fight they had with their husband or something, and you're like, oh, don't post that. (laughs) So every now and then someone is not happy, but they should not be posting that personal information on Facebook, in my opinion. Um, When you look at social media, does it ever seem like everyone has a fancy car, a fancy house? They're always posting a picture in front of their 
fancy things. Um, how about this one? This is getting pretty big out there. Everyone has a Peloton bike and they are posting a picture of it in their perfect room with their perfect view. A, a really funny YouTube if you haven't seen it. I don't know what it's called, but has like it's almost like a commercial about this, about how everybody has like the perfect spot for their Peloton bikes. But great that you're doing exercise. Love that part of the Peloton. But when you look at social media, it just looks like everybody has the perfect home and the perfect life and the perfect body, right? And they're only posting their perfect food, right? That's what I do, of course. Um, although I do try to show you when I eat unhealthy too. But social media is not a real true sense of reality. So the sweets, the unhealthy food, and social media, they're not only changing our taste buds reality, but they are also changing the life reality of what we think is true. Now, the fourth thing is that social media and unhealthy food are really great at making you feel bad about yourself. Isn't that a joy? <laughs> Dare I go into the details on social media again about how it makes us feel bad? All the things I just said, the hot women in the tiny yoga clothes and no one's posting a picture of their overweight picture in their new swimsuit and their cellulite and they're always joyful and their kids are always perfect and their kids are always, you know, getting an award and they never show the full on tantrum on the floor. Although once in a, once in a while you do get an honest person and, and I do appreciate seeing that tantrum. <laughs> um, am I right? Like that's how it is on social media. And I am right there with you in some respects, meaning I feel bad about myself often on social media. How? Ask my sister and my best friend. Like, so I don't look at pictures of people and be like, oh, she's got a better body than me. I don't, none of that bothers me. I don't care. And you're probably like, well, cause you've got a good body, which thank you very much. I'm fit, but I'm getting older. Trust me, I have the cellulite and things are changing. But I appreciate my body and I appreciate my health. So I don't care about looking at other people and whatever. Half those pictures are modified, just so you know as well. But what I do get all upset about is like, I work so hard in my business. If you don't know that, I work so hard and, and I'm really proud of it. And I'm a one woman show and I've built an amazing thing over the last 10, 11 years. But then I'll look at like someone on Instagram and they have like 100,000 followers and get like 600 likes on a picture. And I'm, I'm like, wait, how is this possible? That is the worst picture that this person is posting. They have dirty clothes behind them in the picture and they've got all these likes. And you know, seriously, I do. I, I text my sister and my best friend, you can ask them. And I'm like, how is this possible? And so obviously it is making me feel bad about myself, which is ridiculous but I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. Like I am the same, I am human, and social media does not bring me a lot of joy. It makes me feel bad about myself sometimes. So I have stopped following a ton of people and I try to follow like hashtags of things that inspire me. So that's definitely helped a lot. Now, how does processed food and sweets make you feel? They make you feel awful, right? Just like social media, they make you feel bad, <laughs> awful. It's a pretty fast moment on the lips of joy before that bellyache often kicks in, right? And I've yet to have a client have a super bad night of overindulging in sweets and unhealthy food, then to email me the next day and say, I felt amazing. Like it doesn't happen, right? Bad food makes us feel bad. Do we sometimes eat it? Yes. Should we always eat it? No. Is it okay to sometimes eat it? Yes. 
But should we remember that it generally does not make us feel good? Yes. Like if you eat something, like the other night I ate something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember going to bed feeling awful. I was like, ugh, I I don't want to eat that anymore. And I always try to get really present in that feeling of ugh, because then I go, okay, the next time I go to eat that, I'll remember that I didn't feel too good. So basically, unhealthy food and social media will not make you feel good about yourself. Number five, both unhealthy food and social media lead to weight gain. Now, this is really interesting. This was news to me. I mean, not the unhealthy food part. (laughs) We know that bad food will cause weight gain. But did you know that on social media, pictures of to-die-for food and beverages clog the news feeds of 63% of social media users ages 13 to 32? And as of May 2015, hashtag is a hashtag used to mark photos of snacks and meals. It was tagged 54 million times on Instagram alone. And although you cannot reach into the screen and make that depicted meal in real life right there, the mere pleasure of viewing such tasty foods can be all it takes to stir up your appetite and compel overindulging. 70% of household meals in America are influenced by digital media in some way, says a food psychologist and researcher, Brian Wansink. I thought that was so interesting. So some of you who love looking at like amazing foods and you know, you you follow these hashtag food porn things, you might be starving literally because you keep looking at all of these things. Now, new research published in the October 2015 issue of the Journal of Brain and Cognition found that the brain undergoes dramatic neurophysiological changes in response to food images that exacerbate physiological hunger. According to the study, external food cues, such as the sight of appetizing food, can evoke a desire to eat even in the absence of hunger. So again, unhealthy food, social media, may in fact be part of our obesity epidemic. Like I just, I found that really interesting. I did not know that. If you are someone who struggles with your weight, you might want to unfollow all the hashtag food porns and stop looking at all the delicious foods because it might be making you hungry even if you are not. Number six, social media and unhealthy foods are crutches in your life. Social media is a crutch to boredom. It absolutely is your crotch. You're bored, you grab your phone, and you look up social media. Processed foods, unhealthy food, also a crutch to your nutrition and to fueling your body. Now, instead of going outside and being active and playing in the real world, we will sit on social media when we are bored. Kids are picking up their phones and adults, obviously, before they do anything. And often, they're going to choose to do that over going for a hike, riding their bike, playing outside, even having a conversation. And then we have the unhealthy fast food life that is becoming the norm nowadays for most people. Instead of making a healthy home-cooked meal with real food and real vegetables, we go through fast food restaurants or we become dependent on those fun new technologies where food can be delivered to your door. You know the apps that I'm talking about? Like 
Unhealthy food restaurants delivered to your door. Well, that's nice and easy. A little lazy goes back to the lazy one too, right? But that is what is happening and it is a crutch. Now, globally, obesity is on the rise because most people live in what scientists are calling an obesogenic environment or surroundings that promote obesity. And the overabundance of fast food joints, ready-made meals, gourmet takeout dinners, they make it easy for anyone to have junk food at a relatively low cost now. Fewer people eat home-cooked meals, and the rise of the -the on-the-go meals and the emerging technologies mean that more and more people are are engaged in distracted eating as well. And the distracted eating is another thing that's contributing to weight gain because people are not only eating the bad food, but they're eating the bad food while they're looking at social media. And then they don't even know that they just put away a burger's fries and Coke and they think they're still hungry because they also just looked at something with the hashtag food porn. (laughs) Not really funny, but this is the truth. And this is the world that we're living in right now. And we're raising our kids in this world. So it's really important to just start being aware of it. Number seven, social media and unhealthy foods are lying to you. Yep, they're actually lying to you. Social media is lying about all the people we talked about showing off their great life and their great body and their great this. And literally, there are apps now that people are using to change what their body looks like in the picture, to give them a smaller waistline, and then that's what they're posting. So just be real aware that anyone, including a lot of fitness professionals right now, potentially are putting up pictures that isn't of their real body, okay? So that's really important for you to know. Now, how is unhealthy food lying to you? It is lying to you about a lot of the claims that they make about being healthy. And just recently, an article came out that said breakfast cereals, almost zero correlation between health claims and nutritional content. So, On cereals, you'll often see them write things like, you know, um, fortified with this or, you know, gluten-free. They they write gluten-free even if that item doesn't ever have gluten because it sounds like it's healthier then, right? And they write a lot of these things, especially on cereals. And basically, after all these studies they did, they found there was not much of a connection between the positive claims they were making on the cereal boxes and the nutritional content of the actual breakfast cereal. In fact, the professor who wrote it noted that the actual correlation was almost zero. So yeah, there are foods out there usually the unhealthy processed ones that are lying to you. Like they're, they're saying, they're, they're trying to say that they're healthy with all these fancy words on the front of the box and they're not. So you probably don't want to read the front of the box. You should always look at the label on the back and see what is in the food you're eating to really qualify if it's healthy or not. Make sure there's nothing artificial in it. Make sure there's no dye in it. Uh, Look at how much sugar is in it, things like that. But you might stay away from what it's saying on the front of the box because it might be lying to you. Number eight, what you do on social media rolls down to your kids. And what you do with unhealthy food, like eating unhealthy and processed sweets, rolls down to your kids. 
Absolutely. If you're not a parent, I guess you don't have to worry about it. If you are a parent and you're always picking up your phone, that is what your child is going to do. You have taught them that. I am just as guilty of it as all of us. So I'm not saying you, you, you and pointing your finger. Trust me, 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 me. I used to be on my phone way more. And my son absolutely is on his phone a lot too. He's a teenager, right? Although I have to commend him. He did get off he did get off Snapchat and Instagram because he told me, Mom, it's a time suck. I almost fell off my chair. My teenager said that to me. And I was like, good for you, man. If I didn't have a business, I would not be on social media. I could tell you that right now. And that's a whole other topic, which I have covered on a podcast before. But I'm just saying, what you do on your phone rolls down to the kids. And if you're always on social media, they see that they're going to be the same. And what you do with your nutrition, they are watching you. They're watching you from a very young age. So if you have really little kids, just know they are watching you. And generally, if, if you're eating unhealthy, they're eating unhealthy. Like it's, it's very common that, you know, you're going to be buying the same foods for you and your family. So something to think about. The last one, number nine, social media is simply not benefiting our life. It's not benefiting our health and it's not benefiting our mind. And processed foods also not benefiting our life, not benefiting our health. And for sure, not benefiting our mind. It is definitely, they go hand in hand. They're two peas in a pod, in my opinion, and both of them need to be changed. We need to manage our life with healthy, real food. We need to stop going to the drive-thrus. We need to stop depending on all these pre-made meals and all these delivery services. We need to make sure that we're still cooking these home-cooked meals. I will tell you this. I, there is a home-cooked meal in my house five nights a week with vegetables every time. <laughs> you can ask my poor son. There's a lot of roasted broccoli. <laughs> but that is very important to me, and that is how I grew up. So I followed my mom's path, right? She made a home-cooked meal five nights a week, and I think more people need to get back to that, and you need to stop being lazy. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to say... I know it's easy to grab the food that's pre-made, but it's never as healthy for you. And especially if you have kids, little kids, teenagers, they need the healthy nutrition. They need the real food. They need the vegetables in their body to grow and to be happy and to be healthy. And then we also need to manage our life with a lot less social media. We have to get a grip. (laughs) We have to get a grip now before our minds and our kids' minds are absolute pure mush because that is eventually what's gonna happen. So cutting down on social media, highly recommend it. One thing I've done is I've unfollowed pretty much everyone and I follow hashtags, I follow groups. So if I'm in a group, like for example, a lot of all my clients, I have a private Facebook group. Um, I have a few different private Facebook groups. Those are the things I follow because those are the people that bring me joy. Well, part of it is my job, so I'm the leader in that group, but I also follow other groups that inspire me. And and that's important. Find your group and follow that. But unfollow all the things that don't bring you joy. That definitely helps a lot as well. You are in control of so many factors in your environment, including what you choose to consume in terms of eating, 
what you're looking at on your phone, but it definitely is going to take action. And it's a choice to really start making these changes in your life, to to eat less processed foods, to eat less fast food. It's a choice. It's a choice to not pick up your phone. It's a choice to take Instagram and Facebook off your phone and maybe only view them on the computer if that makes it easier for you to not always pick it up and scroll, 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 right? That is a choice. That is an action that you really have to take. I think it will affect your health in a really beneficial way. I really think that social media and unhealthy processed foods, they have this relationship and that is not benefiting our lives. So that's all I can tell you, right? If you're on your phone all the time and you're not making healthy food choices, just know your child's right behind you on that one too. So show them, if you are going to make a change, show your child that you're making a change. Hey, look at this. I took this off my phone. Or, hey guys, I've decided we're not going to go and grab the, you know, the fast food anymore. That's a once a week thing instead of a five times a week. Make it really a conscious thing that you tell everyone in your family. And I hope that helps you. Sometimes when I say one thing, someone will email me and say, you said one thing that resonated with me and it made me change everything. And that's my hope with a this kind of topic. It's, you know, it's sort of funny. It's sort of interesting. But I'm hoping that if just one thing resonated with you, you might be able to make a better choice. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be healthy because we all want to be happy. And it's almost impossible to be happy if you're not healthy. So they definitely, they go hand in hand. They are two peas in a pod. How about that? Healthy and happy. That's all I've got for you now. Um, Coming up, we have summer coming up. And that is definitely a downtime for so many people, including myself. I do take some time off. I will continue to have the weekly podcast going. Uh, There will be some weeks in the summer that I pick some of the best of the year podcasts and do some replays. There's also a lot now. I have over, uh, what, over a hundred and... 30 plus episodes now. And so a lot of you that are new followers didn't get to hear a lot of them from way back when. And I mean, you can only binge listen to so much. So I'm going to bring back a few really old ones over the summer, but I do have a lot of new podcast episodes to come. So definitely keep listening all summer because a lot of weight gain happens summertime. And sometimes it's just listening to one episode that might get you back on track. So even though you're busy and you might have vacations, Make it your priority to listen once a week so that it might just keep you from gaining 10 pounds because I'll constantly be trying to give you tips and tricks to get you through the summer as well. And if you do feel like you need help, my next signature program, the Earn That Body program, is my signature program. And the next session is July 29th. So if you know you've got a lot going on in the summer and you want to get back on track for the fall, that is the session that is ideal for you. The first portion of it is a pre-session. It can now be a two-week pre-session or a four-week pre-session. That's up to you. So even if you still have vacations going on in August, that's just the pre-session time. You can still uh, get on board because the actual Earn That Body part starts at the end of August right in time to get things Back on track when school starts, right? So you can always go to earnthatbody.com and check out any programs there. If you ever have a question, I'm always open to email as well, kim at earnthatbody.com. And truly the best way to get a hold of me, social media, our favorite. But again, if you're following things that inspire you, like the Earn That Body page, 
you can always give me a shout out or a direct message there as well. There you have it. Nutrition, fitness, and health information that you can put into play right away. That's what I give you with the Earn That Body podcast. Have a great week, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.